I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. amazing human on this earth plane. I am so grateful that you are here. Just wanted to take a second and say if you click like or hit subscribe, it helps this podcast continue. I want you to live the fullest expression of your experience in life and you can find so much more by visiting BUFindHappy.com. There you'll find Empowered, my motivational journal for women, links to all of the various books, and so much more. Thank you for being you. Vincent, welcome to the BU Find Happy podcast. I am so happy to have you here today because we're going to talk all sorts of stuff uh, in the way of psychic intuition, uh, abilities, and Friday the 13th is coming up in this crazy world that we live in right now. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about you and how you got into what you're doing and just everything that you've got going on, which is so spectacular? Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for inviting me to join you. Um, yeah, this happened to me, oh, I'd say about when I was 28 years old. Um, I'm originally from New York. You'll tell by that soon enough as I keep talking. And we had moved to New Jersey. We were living in New Jersey. All of this happened. So I am married. Uh, I have two children. Uh, been married for 43 years, but with the same woman for 48. So that's fabulous. That's been wonderful. And so, yeah, this spiritual journey was kind of like just thrust upon me back at 28, all because I wanted to help a friend and I didn't know how to. At that time, I was a professional singer, actor and dancer and um, didn't know what to do. He was in, in dire straits. His entire life was falling apart. I was the only one who sensed that. He wouldn't tell that to anybody else. But internally, I was sensing that. And now in hindsight, I understand why I was sensing it. So it was a cry out to God to ask for, give me the ability to help this guy and people like him. Uh, you know, my heart is breaking for him. And it was within a week that all of this Steven Spielberg, Cecil B. DeMille stuff started happening to me. And and I started <laughs> being able to read people's minds back then and telling their past, present and future what they did, things I didn't even know about them or that they didn't think I knew about them. And then I was tapping into that. And then I started seeing dead people. Now, it's it so much. Not only do I see dead people, I'm talking with animals and communicating with them, including a rooster recently. I, I, I was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And now we might as well throw in extraterrestrials. I've been talking with them as well. They've been communicating with me. So this crazy life went on for the past almost four decades now. And um, it's just been wow. a journey and spectacular. That's how I got here. And that's a little about me. And right now we're living in Holly Springs, North Carolina. We had a calling to move down there. And um, it's been a wonderful life. It really has. Wow, that's fantastic. So I have three dogs um, currently have, let's see, nine. Nope, I've up to 12 chickens. Three babies were just born, including the rooster. 
a fish, a cat, and a chaos. Oh my <laughs> Plus a goodness. You know, the whole thing. But, yeah. but I'm I would love to hear what my rooster thinks. Oh, what your rooster think? That's hysterical. Well, they all love living there. They love that. Except that the dogs go up to the cages, the 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 chicken coops, and um, everything like that, and are bothering them. That's the only thing he doesn't like. Okay, uh, that's Walter. Walter does that. Walter, Walter <laughs> does not like the dogs coming up. His stick their noses where they don't belong. <laughs> wow, that is absolutely a fact. Amazing. So tell me, how do you um, how do you glean this information? Where does it come from for you? It comes from everywhere. It comes from within to start with. You just have to understand. Everybody has to understand we're all intuitive. We all have this ability. We all hear internally. It's just like when you're thinking to yourself, that same voice could be giving you guidance, and you don't even know that it's coming from your soul or that it's spirit or that it's one of your deceased loved ones or a guide. We just chalk that up. So that's how I receive it. I receive it through voice. I receive it through vision, my inner eye. Um, I receive it through a knowing, just a knowing, you know, I just know this about you. And I also receive it through feeling, emotional feelings. I can feel spirits. I can feel answers. So I'm Claire. There's clairvoyance, clairaudience. I'm Clairol. <laughs> like the shampoo? Yeah, like the shampoo and the hair product. Yes, I'm Clairol. Everything there. Very funny. I used to use Clairol, but not anymore. That was a long time ago. Getting rid of the gray. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about I've, that yet. I'm earning my grays. I love them. I'm letting them grow out. I don't see any. So, it's my camera. Oh, good. It's got to be. You look wonderful. So talk to me. Thank you. Thank you. So talk to me about Friday the 13th. Talk to me about what's coming in the world. What do you okay. see? What do you what do you feel? You know, unbelievable. We are the most superstitious species on this planet and in the universe. <laughs> we fear everything. Let me tell you something about the number 13. In numerology, the number 13 actually is the most sacred of all the numbers. It's the highest and best vibrational number. And if we look in history as to why it's considered so sacred, we've always used 13 and 12. 12 always seemed to be a number of of a society, of a social, cultural um, type of experience. For example, the 12 tribes of Israel, they were all different social uh, structures. Um, the 12 apostles, right? Now, the 13 is adding the spiritual leader. So back before then, so you had the 12 tribes and Moses. That was 13. He was a leader. He led the 12 tribes out of Egypt, right? Yep. Then later on, what came along were Jesus and the 12 disciples. So that's 13 again, leadership and then wow. a community of beings of who we are, really. So it was a very strong number and very positive. And a lot of people paid attention to it in a very positive way, not a negative way. However, 
then given the human, he's got to and she's got to find something wrong with everything that's positive. Yeah. So what happened? Okay. Why did it turn bad? Well, <laughs> it was crucified on a Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. So instead of thinking that, now think about this for a moment about Christianity. It's based on the fact that this Man incarnated, this is God incarnated in a physical form, and he sacrifices his life for us, supposedly, in order to have all our sins forgiven. So that had to happen in order to sacrifice his life. That was a blessing for us. So then why on Friday the 13th that he gets crucified for us, is that now a negative bad thing? OK, so that we turned it negative. Oh, my gosh, it has to be terrible because that's when he died. Then as history went on, there were the Knights of the Templar. They were yeah. that protected the Pope. Well, guess what? First of all, there were 13 of them and they all got slaughtered <laughs> on Friday the 13th. And that went on and on. And so down now through history, everybody is going, wait a minute, this number 13 and a Friday, it's got to be a bad thing. It's terrible. bad. And it becomes <laughs> so superstitious that the superstitions carry over into other things like don't walk in front of a black cat. Don't right. walk under a ladder. If you drop salt on a table, throw some over your shoulder. <laughs> Hold on to a shamrock or a rabbit's foot. Now, how lucky can a rabbit's foot be for the rabbit? I mean, that's a good thing. It wasn't very lucky at all. So for me personally, the 13th and the Friday the 13th is always a very positive, wonderful things have always happened in my life on a Friday the 13th because of the way I believe. Listen, if you want to believe that the number 13 is bad and if Friday the 13th is bad luck, guess what? It's you gonna be. You want to manifest bad things on Friday the thirteenth. Okay, so I I have to ask you all these things because first of all, this is so this is interesting. Um, I am very familiar with numerology. I've actually been kind of deep diving into it quite a bit more as far as vibrations and frequencies in the universe, and um, I've watched some pretty profound way above my pay grade stuff on that okay. um you know number 33 in particular coming up jesus you know was age 33 when he died et cetera, et cetera, all all around the universe love to hear your thoughts on that i've also noticed hotels do not have that's right a, uh you know uh six 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 doesn't exist and often they don't have a number seven right so that's this is 13. number seven is another spiritual number that's ridiculous not having a seven it represents our seven spiritual centers our seven chakras seven cool years show. we keep evolving to something new so go ahead what else are you saying so and then the other thing i was just gonna say ironically is that my brother my youngest brother is born on friday the 13th and he is the most accident prone kid i know <laughs> I think I think there must have been a full moon, too, or something. I'm not sure. I, that's hysterical that you say that. I know a lot of accident prone klutzes in the world. They weren't all born on Friday the 13th. <laughs> but think about that. I was born on April 1st. And April Fool's my, Day. that's right. And all my youth, I was ribbed and picked on for my birthday. So now if I let that. 
it would have led me to believe that April 1st, April Fool's Day is another bad day. Think right. of him being born on Friday the 13th and what happened to him in school all along. And the first time he tripped, the first time he fell, the first time he had an accident, everybody was going to dig in and let him know, well, you're a Friday the 13th, baby. No wonder why you're so accident prone. Now <laughs> he's got it within his mind, his unconscious mind, that it must be unlucky for me to become Friday the 13th. And he's replicating all of the klutziness. Okay. That's what he believes. There is no way he can't be thinking about that deep down. Oh, that's very interesting. Very intriguing. And so, and so as you're doing this, uh, this psychic work, by the way, my animals are going nuts right now. Like they're all going absolutely insane. I know. <laughs> I don't know what's my, going on in my energy, the universe. It must be you. That's right. My energy tends to reach across the cameras. And so they all want a reading. They're all jumping around. Tell mommy I want more <laughs> cookies. <laughs> and then I'll leave the chickens alone. <laughs> That's right. And I'll leave the chickens alone. <laughs> right. they, love, they love bugging the chickens and the rooster doesn't like it at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> He loves it. It's his favorite thing. So, uh, and he just wants to play is really all it is and eat whatever they, you know, he actually likes their little snacks that I throw in there too. Um, so, so tell me how you do your readings. How do you connect with people? What do you find? What do they come to you about? What's it like? Ooh, well, um, first of all, I do them on the phone um, with thousands of people all over the world. So you don't have to be present because you don't carry your information in your body. It's it's logged in in another dimension. So I tap into another dimension. So somebody is either in front of me or they're on the phone with me and I will attempt to connect with their souls and then their souls lead me to their history. And so I talk about their past and their present, even though they know about it. But I want to see if I've got a connection, if I've got a link there. And so I will do that tapping in. And of course, most of the time, the whole reason why they call me is they want to know what's coming up for them. What's going to be better? What's going to change? But I don't do my work just to tell them the future. That actually isn't the most important thing. You do not have to worry about your future if you take care of your present and your past. And so I've even gone back to school to get my psychotherapy degrees because as long as I was going deep within the human mind, I wanted to know all about it. I wanted to know what its anomalies were, the problems that went along with it, and all the positive things that went along with the human mind. That's what I did. So I go in there and I see their blockages. I see what's caused them. And then I also see the answer on how to remove them so that they can start manifesting the lives that they want and fulfill their dreams. That's my primary goal. I was tormented as a child all the way up until I was 17 years old. In school, I was the bullied one. I was chased home every day. I was beat up when I was caught. I was shoved in lockers, head flushed in toilets, thrown in dumpsters, stripped and thrown into assemblies in order to be humiliated, picked on every single day during classes, spitballs, books thrown at my head. 
And then going home wasn't any better because mom had several mental pathologies because she was sexually molested by her brother and a cousin until she was 13 years old herself. And so she used to take that out on me. And my father was the enforcer. So I had all of that going against me. And I knew what it was not to believe in yourself. And I know how damaging that is in the world for people. And all I cared about then once this happened and once I asked for help to be able to help my friend, uh, all these tools came so I can help people believe in themselves. So very deep session. Usually a session with me is about 12 years of therapy in one hour. (laughs) Wow. So I noticed I noticed your MSW. I'm an LMFT. Um, so oh, I found cool. it very intriguing. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is actually very cool. And, you know, recently I did and she's coming up on the podcast here soon. But recently I did a quantum healing with uh, Vidya Frazier. I don't know if you're familiar with any of her work, but she does Lightworker Ascension Guide stuff. Okay, right. And um, so it's so interesting um, that, you know, you mentioned it's really about tapping into the present and the past to proceed and um, healing some of those wounds that we opted for on in this lifetime, you know, that we chose, that we brought, um, Not we signed up for. That we brought though. We did bring, we did have a soul contract to take care of some karma, but then yes. also we get caught up in the crap of life. Right, and, right, you know, right. This can be worse. Like I know uh, because actually the, the guy whose life was falling apart, right? That was a dear friend of mine. He yeah. was my enemy in school. He was the one who caused most of the antagonism and me being bullied. Yeah. He was the jock and class clown. So he had two things going in his favor oh. right? and everybody loved him. So all he had to do was just call out my name. He would go, Vinny. And that would be the cue for all the jocks, all the kids to start picking on me. And they always did laughed on at me and everything like that. Well, like I said, it was at our um, class high school reunion, our first high school reunion, where we became their friends. I actually had done the movie Grease. I was a singer and actor in the movie Grease. That became an overnight sensation. So when I came to the reunion, it was almost like a Cinderella story. Everybody was all over me, all the girls sitting at my table. <laughs> he came running up to me and gave me such a hug, he wouldn't let me go. And in that hug, I felt the words, forgive me. And we became so unbelievably close from that point on him and my wife and um and again visiting him and spending time with him he was the kind of guy he rented a porsche for the high school reunion to impress everybody make everybody right so successful he bragged about his job he bragged about marrying his high school sweetheart and having three kids and every time he talked i kept hearing bs 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 yeah and That's how I felt and knew this guy needs help because he's not sharing anything. I know his life is falling apart. I just knew it. And that's why I cried out for help. But he that's how I know. The reason why I brought that story up is because that's how I knew I must have had set this all up for me become the spiritual teacher I am today. Now, we will do that. However, 
That doesn't mean we have to follow through with it because the one thing, the most damaging thing about pain and suffering is it absolutely can pull you further away from your divine force and source rather than closer to it. Pain and suffering causes us to separate from who we are, not to join in. And I'm so fortunate that whatever others on the other side, they would kept pushing me, pushing me. No, don't go. I could have been one of the Menendez brothers and I could have offed my parents with my brother. I could have brought in a gun to the, to the school and shot up everybody else or at least hated them and constantly ridiculed them. Yeah. They're my best friends on Facebook. They follow me. I, I'm like, they're my fans. And they're unbelievable. They're constantly supporting me and everything because of the love I've always shown them. But I didn't have to do that. And that's what concerns me about when I look at people today and I see the stories that they've lived through. Yeah, they may have been sold contracts. And yes, they may have gotten caught up. But man, oh, man, oh, man, we've got to stop this sold contract stuff in that negative way. I love, I love it because this is exactly what I say to people. I say, your trauma does not get to define you. (laughs) It does not. And you know, it's a part of your story. What are you doing with it? That's what defines you. How are you transforming? Um, How are you butterflying? How are you becoming, you know? And I, I love that. So that's really spectacular. Also, Grease is one of my all time favorite movies right up there with the princess bride. Um, it is everybody's it. world time favorite movie. I keep getting royalties from it. That's I'm so glad that it's everybody's favorite movie. <laughs> I bet. Oh wow, I really love that. And um, and so how do you use? I mean, and maybe you're not, but how do you use this psychotherapy practice? Which talk about tapping into other dimensions. Interesting is only just now. So I've always felt kind of oddball. I've never quite fit in as far as my, my thinking goes. And um, everything's been coming together for me finally in the past year or two where it's like, oh, wow, not only am I making sense to me finally, but people are gravitating towards me that have heard me talk about this for years and thought I was a cuckoo bird. And now they're coming to me. <laughs> so it feels spectacular to be able to incorporate a knowing that I've had my entire life that I've kind of blossomed into, um, into everything else that I'm doing. How do you use it? Well, I do have to comment on that first, quite honestly. I have to tell you how special that is because of the year past year and a half has actually been very destructive for a majority of people. And the reason why is not because of the coronavirus and everything that was going on with it, but because of all the unhealed issues that they have suppressed all their lives. So this coronavirus was a crack to their defense mechanisms and all the negative stuff came spewing up. For you, the opposite occurred. So you must have done a lot of work in your life because the real you surfaced. All of you (laughs) 
surfaced. And that's may, what it feels like. Exactly. There may have been some garbage that, you know, like the, the, the yeah. dead leaves on the top that just had to be brushed away. Yeah. The tree was coming through and the plant was coming through the yeah. ground. But that's OK. But that reflects the work you did in order for good stuff to come to the surface. And this is what I tell people. If you do that work, a crisis doesn't have to bring you down. It can bring the best out of yeah. you. I I feel like that. And, you know, what's interesting is people very close to me in my life have been saying, you've been changing, you've changed. And I even noticed my handwriting has changed in the past two years. It's just a sense of peace and calm. And um, I I still get caught up in very, you know, 3D emotions, um, you know, fear, jealousy, but they're very short term. I don't allow them much space. I acknowledge them and I get back into that flow space of trusting and allowing. Absolutely. And it's really spectacular. Absolutely. And the same thing happens to me. And, and I'm glad you brought up some of those negative feelings that come up. We're going to experience that we're on an earthly plane in a physical limited form. And we purposely chose that limitation because if we wanted to completely be unlimited, we wouldn't be here. We'd stay right. in the dimension where we're completely unlimited. But there was only a certain amount that you can learn over there about yourself under those conditions. So we want to suppress some of the power and let's experience ourselves just as humans in this in this form and see what it means. What do we really know? What can we use about ourselves? And so we're going to experience pain because pain is here. Illness is here. Um, if you drive a car, you're eventually going to get a flat tire. You can't help that. That's just the, the course of life and driving a car. But it doesn't mean you have to end up in a sick car pileup. It doesn't mean that your life has to be crisis after crisis and horrible illness and and terminal illness and all of that stuff. I was a hospice social worker. And so I I worked with over 500 patients, helping them during their transitioning process. And I just saw all that pain, not just about the disease that they were experiencing, but the idea that they were dying. They didn't know if they lived a good life. They didn't know if they were going to hell. They don't know if they were believing in God anymore. Meanwhile, I live in the Bible Belt of North Carolina. (laughs) And all their Christian beliefs were... Right out window, <laughs> because really most people don't believe what they think they believe to start with. So um, for me, the more work I do on myself and recognize I let little Vinny because he was tormented, that little human Vinny is going to pop his head out every so often because he's got scars. Every injury causes a scar. Right. So I've taken care of the issues. You took care of your issues. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here where we are today. Right. Wow. Yes. So going to, somebody is going to say something. Somebody is going to do something. And all of a sudden, that little past person wants to rear his or her head yeah. and tell us something that's untrue yeah. only because we are an accumulation of our entire lifetime. That's why the past is so important. I cannot tolerate therapists and luminaries, supposed luminaries and spiritual Uh teachers that say, move forward. Your past is behind you. Stop looking behind you. And I'm like, shut the heck up (laughs) because where you're moving, your past is moving with you. It's inside of you. And so you have to learn to use it, heal it, work with it, not 
forget it. I don't want to forget my youth just because I went tormented through most of it. I had some positive things, too, and I'm using even the torment to help boost me up and others up today. Why would I want to forget that part of me? Right. We get we get a rear view mirror and a windshield. You get both. Exactly. And, and <laughs> how many memes have you seen? There's this really cute one that I hate. It, there's a bunny rabbit and it's on the road looking forward. And the meme is that I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it exactly. You can't keep moving forward if you keep looking behind you. And I want to take who wrote that and stab him. <laughs> because yes. one. If you keep looking in front of you, you keep seeing where you're not yet. Right. <laughs> okay? Because that's yeah. way on the road there. You right. know, I go walking with my wife at times, and she says, we're going to walk all the way down there, and then we're going to turn around and come back. And when I look to down there, I go, oh, my gosh, that's so far. <laughs> really? <laughs> And you have to stop and turn around and look how far you've come from. People think they are not moving forward at all. Well, the only way to not move forward completely is if you've got your heels totally dug in or you're dead. That's right. <laughs> two ways because it's a natural movement. Um, the law of physics states and the law of Newton states that once an object is put into motion, that only an equal to or greater force can stop that. So you're going to keep moving forward no matter what, because <laughs> divine force put us in motion. The power, whatever created us, put us in motion. That's it. We're going forward. We can only dig our heels to stop ourselves, but that's it. So you, you know what? I'm so I got to tell you, this is crazy. Oh. So I, uh, I've recently been learning to fly. It's been an epic life changing <gasps> experience and Seriously? part of everything. Yeah. Good yes. And I, I soloed. Yeah, I soloed a Wait, couple with weeks a plane ago. Or without a plane? With an airplane. Oh, okay, with good. With an airplane. I know some people <laughs> who fly with that one. I, I, I could do that too, I think. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I'm learning in a tailwheel. And wow. um, yeah, and so, you know, I, I had no problem flying whatsoever at all. But coming back down, totally different story. I never wanted to. Um, but I finally found the ground and all of that. But what's really interesting is, when you hit the ground, that plane is moving. That trajectory is happening. And when you get yourself into a really yucky, messy, gross situation is if you touch the brakes. Let it roll. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing that you would learn better than that? Yes, absolutely. You can't go the things with force. The things that I have learned, the analogies for life from flying are like profound completely uh, transformative, a transcendental, just amazing, truly. Yeah, it's been wild. It's been a wild ride. You, that is so cool. I actually always wanted to fly, but I'm like, that is something I don't need to do. Um, <laughs> I'm essentially, which is interesting, I'd been afraid of heights most of my life, which was interesting because I knew it came from a past life experience. Yeah. It's like one of those things that, I'm not always in, in these heights and I, and it doesn't really stop me. I can still drive over a bridge and stuff like that. Yep. But my legs do shake when I'm driving up any of the cliffs in Colorado going up to the 8,000 yep. foot sea level. My yeah. legs are weak and wobbling. So do you want to know what's crazy? 
I'm well, afraid of heights, but I'm not afraid to fly. If I'm I, on the ground, I'm afraid of heights, but not in the air. I I can see that because when you're in the air, the, you see vastness. Uh-huh. Right? You don't see the depth the same way as when you're it's, on the ground. Right. That's what happened to me when I was at the Grand Canyon. My wife and I, during our honeymoon, were touring the Grand Canyon. I went right up to the edge. I wasn't no afraid at all because I there was it was too big to <laughs> judge depth. And so I yeah. didn't see height. I didn't see height. I didn't see distance, really. It just looked like one big giant picture. So I can understand that being up in the sky. So maybe I need to take up flying. Also, I think another good lesson for life, like if you're just looking directly down, you know, you kind of got to have you got to have that broader sense that there's more to what you're going through than what you're in. Right. I've watched too many Buddy Holly and (laughs) John Denver stories. Well, he just forgot fuel. (laughs) You've got to put gas in it. I know. Like, okay, if I do fly, it will never be in the rain. It will never be in the snow. (laughs) I'm a total blue bird flyer, so it's totally fine. So, okay, so I know we have a couple minutes here left. Can you give me any insights to my own life? I'm sure everybody that you're on their podcast asks you. Oh, wow. Um, Are you in the middle of writing a book? Always, yes. Always, seriously. Okay. But well, this one's called Give Up Already. I know nothing about you, um, obviously. I don't go researching my hosts every time I, I'm on a show. Otherwise, I'd be doing that 24-7. Right. So I do see this book coming out being absolutely necessary. Um, it's, it's actually a really fabulous book, and I don't know how well any of your other books have done, but the timing, you coming out now, is the perfect timing, and you took the call with really interesting. You already had the calling within you. That was your choice. It was your journey in this lifetime. But just like any of our luminaries, they kind of get awakened in some way, whether it be through an angel, whether it be through an experience like I had. Uh, But when the timing is right, the soul begins the wake up part. And this is what's happened for you. So therefore, everything you have the sense and insight to do, you must do and follow because it's going to become big and grand. Now, um, I don't, other than your podcast, I don't know if you've actually been on other television shows. Your presence is important to be seen and that's coming up as well and oh my gosh i'm actually doing a pilot for a tv show right now this is crazy okay well it's absolutely necessary um you you obviously you look in the mirror look at your beautiful package that you came into the world with well that package wasn't for you that package is for the universe other than somebody like me that walks around with the mirror all day long so i can see myself um no not really (laughs) But it's for others. And you have this, I want to hear what you have to say, look. Oh, wow. And yes. And so understand that that is part of because vision comes before anything else. The speed of light is faster than the speed of sound. So people always see, which is why even in in the Hollywood industry, appearance is more, more important than talent at first. If you don't look right, I don't care how talented you are. You're not going to be accepted. Um it, which is a sad thing, too, because there's a lot of talent out there. 
but when you have the look, you've got to know now. You match it on the inside. Match it with your words. Your words are extremely um, loving, gentle, and enlightening. Um, I would increase your psychic ability even more than it is right now. Uh, do not be surprised. You start seeing dead people I know you have already. Um, there have been spirits around you. Um, and they're saying you're very open, especially when you were a little girl. Um, you had greater insight than any of their family members, and you always felt different, um, which was a good thing because you were different. You were different. You did not come to an equal family. Um, you came to a family so that you can become who you are today. So it's not like the others around you in there are as enlightened. Don't expect them to accept everything that you come into. It's okay. They're not meant to. Some may, some others definitely like that. They think you're Looney Tunes. Um, and that's okay too. It's just that, that, that was your base. That was your foundation. And you chose that family, those parents to help get you to where you want to be, sometimes by what you like and sometimes by what you didn't like. Um, so I have this not good enough narrative that comes up often. Am I am I going to progress through this? Am I going to no, get over to I, the other no, side? You're not going to progress through it. I'm 66 years old, a lot older than you. And like I said, little Vinny still comes up. And you know what? Maybe we created that as a dangling carrot in front of the cart and the horse to constantly make us want to move yeah. forward. But no, this lifetime around, it's in there, that injury. I know the I'm not good enough syndrome completely. Yeah. I let it get in my way um, at times, not all the time, but it's it's hard. It's hard in this world, and it's hard when you've got other people. It's so funny. We have examples of everything we can achieve. But actually, we wind up using some of those examples against us rather than for us. What I mean by that is we'll look at some of the other successful luminaries, the Neil Donald Walters, the Wayne Dyers, the, the, all of them, Deepak Chopra, or even people like Oprah Winfrey. And we know inside we're supposed to be there or even more. And they are constantly a reminder of where we're not yet, where we want right. to be. And and that can get in our way instead of it going, oh, well, at least they got there. I have a chance of getting there, too, which is what we should be doing, because that's why people achieve their dreams. And we're supposed to use each other. Well, you see, it's possible. Look, it can happen to you, too. But when you have that hard past, that story that's negative, we look and we go, well, I'm not as good as them. I'm never going to get my book isn't going to be that famous. My, that's not going to happen to me. I'm Continue not to evolve. Exactly. So okay. we have to always work through that. So that's the part that you are working through, which is okay. Let it motivate you, but absolutely get the sense and the passion of I've got to complete these things because it's purposeful and it's going to be getting me to where I need to be. You're younger so, than 45 right now, aren't you? Yes. Okay. By, by 45, you will not recognize your life. That number just keeps popping up to me. And it, 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 it'll be obviously more fabulous than where it's going and what it is right now. Um, but completely in a direction that you were not expecting. So I, I'm all, I was almost scared to ask about personal relationships, but I'm guessing that that's connected to that. 
It is all connected to that. Remember the I'm not good enough syndrome. You've got to go back. And just like I do, I've got to constantly talk with little Vinny and reparent him to let him know because he's got in his mind. It's, it's the little girl inside of you that's feeling I'm not good enough. Well, the older you has to teach the younger you that she is because she's in your unconscious mind and the law of attraction we are connected to in our unconscious minds, not our conscious mind. Um, there's actually a confusion with the idea that your thoughts create. It's not your thoughts that create, actually. It's your inner core Energy. beliefs that yes. create. It's your beliefs that create. Now, your thoughts influences your beliefs. So got you've got your subconscious beliefs that is constantly feeding and programming and touching the law of attraction. Well, I'm not good enough. And then you've got your conscious beliefs that's trying to override that. So you've got to be and put that much more effort into constantly talking with yourself and with that little girl and saying you are good enough. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Things are going to be spectacular. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have gone through what you've gone through. You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have the package. People wouldn't keep coming up to you for no reason at all. I'm here because I meant to make a difference. That's what this is all about. And it's up to you to accept that. And that's where you're coming to in this life. And that book seems to be really primary in getting your name out there, but television as well. And, um, and doing a whole bunch of educational pieces and events. And once we get live again, I see you in front of a whole bunch of people, but you've got to get the love thing down most importantly, to show that you've done really that internal work, that you know yeah. you're lovable and you deserve a soulmate-like relationship and love. Wow. You are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. You're really just so incredible. So profound. Thank you for having me. Well, the only reason why you can recognize that is because that lies with inside of you. I'm just a mirror <laughs> of who you are. That's all. And you're even prettier than me. God. Uh, <laughs> uh, listeners, if you want to get in touch with Vincent or learn more about all the incredible things that he is doing, as always, we include it in the show notes. And Vincent, what is your web address one more time? It's vincentjenna.com and that's with a G-E-N-N-A. Vincentjenna.com we included in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on today. Such oh, an honor. Thank you for having me. It's been <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.